0: Listeners, you are listening to another episode of um, That's Entertainment. I am your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone. And with me, as always, live from uh, Hampton, Maine, is my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you I see guys? you've got uh,
0: you i I'm pretty good. I see you've got a, uh, is that a skeleton urine?
1: It's, it's a, um, yeah, like a ghost with a witch's hat on it. Wow. I, get, wow! I get to, I get to wear them for uh, the month of October. So,
0: okay, <laughs> it, that's when it's legal in Maine to wear. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, it's a law here. Okay, <laughs> that's good. good.
0: <laughs> well, this is this episode is arriving in our listeners' podcast feeds on October thirty first, Halloween, okay, sure. if, uh, also known as. So, uh, listeners, if you're wearing your uh, ghost with a witch's hat earring right now, then you are dressed appropriately. And Beth, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've got a couple of guests on this episode. Do you think we should introduce them? I guess
1: so. I didn't know who these two uh, strange people were.
0: So. You came on the Zoom better. and noticed that there were uh, yeah, other, other two more <laughs> boxes than usual. I guess you better introduce them. Okay, well, uh, live from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Madison, Wisconsin, it's Dom and Andre from the Dom and Andre in the Morning podcast. Dom and Andre, how are you guys today?
2: Going great. Pretty good well. Good here. Yeah, good to be here.
0: Now, normally you guys, when you are podcasting, you're talking about the TV show Community, but uh, today, we're going to be talking about Only Murders in the Building, which, as far as I know, does not feature any alums from Community, although it does feature a couple of Chevy Chase's former co-stars, so I bet you'll be up to the discussion here, based on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, the I mean, the Chevy number is pretty important when considering uh, any show. <laughs>
0: if yeah, for, there's some
1: some tie to
0: that yeah for anyone any one of our listeners who are not regular dom and andre listeners as well they do uh i believe you guys phrase it you try to figure out the enigma that is chevy chase
2: yeah i think that's a good way to good way to put it
0: um so we might we might end up touching on that a bit we'll see how it goes um but before we do that i want to do some uh, catch up quick uh we, i ran a few uh twitter polls recently uh since our last episode so we our last episode and beth and i talked about the wonder years that was our last full episode and then um i had a mini episode in which i watched the uh Aunt beth you recommend that i watch kale allen the uh YouTube food reviewers. So I ran a few Twitter mm. polls according to those topics. So I asked asked uh, our followers what's the best current ABC Wednesday night sitcom, and um, the Wonder Years didn't get any votes on that. Mm. Uh, and it, it is it is the new one version still growing into it. Uh, Home Economics ended up winning with fifty percent of the vote. Huh, I haven't Two, even
1: uh, seen it yet.
0: Do you guys watch uh, Home Economics? Or any I was going to say
2: I don't know if I actually voted in that poll or not, but I almost certainly would have voted for Home Economics. It's okay. probably the only one I've seen. Uh, that's the only new you know show on ABC I've even seen.
0: Well, The Goldbergs Ooh. is in its ninth season, so that's the the current veteran in that lineup.
3: I have never heard of any of these shows. No, <laughs> clearly I the, don't
2: watch enough TV. Home Economics has got Topher Grace and also Jimmy Tatro, which is a pretty funny combination.
0: And uh, who's their sister played by?
2: I'm not sure. I don't. I don't recognize her, but she's really good too. Those were just the two I knew uh, going in. Everyone in the cast is so funny on that show.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard it na- was good. It. Her name is Caitlin McGee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would uh, recommend that show. I, I'd recommend that entire lineup.
2: The sister's wife on that show I know is like an SNL alum.
0: Right, so she is Zameda. Oh, okay. And then let's see, I also asked um, who's your favorite Arnold family member besides Kevin on the original Wonder Years? And, um, Aunt Beth, did you see the results for this one?
1: No, because I don't have
0: Twitter. Well, he, well he, here's a, a hint, a helpful hint for anyone who does not have a Twitter account. You can view tweets without actually having an account. You can just go okay. to, if you go to twitter.com slash entertainment, you can see all oh. of our tweets. Um, okay. In case you're too square scared to join the Twitter sphere, and I understand that's apprehension Uh, but with a resounding 75 percent the winner of that poll was Karen Arnold Kevin's older sister (laughs) really yes and uh, Jack and Wayne both got zero votes each
1: did his mom get any votes
0: she did yes she so she got the other 25 percent oh okay and then I
1: wasn't even on that much towards the end it seemed like
0: yeah, I feel like she was off doing her own thing eventually. Yeah. Um, did you guys uh, watch The Wonder Years? Were you having a, a, the original Wonder Years?
2: No. Yeah.
1: It was a good show. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. Okay, and then one more poll, which is actually just unrelated to any episodes we did, but it felt like asking anyway, was who was your favorite of the first four American mass Singer winners? And uh, <laughs> the winner with uh, two thirds of the vote was Monster. That was the season one winner also, uh, who was uh, T-Pain under the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know. I-, I-, I only watched it that one time you had mentioned it and I can't even remember who. One that time, so
0: um I think you I had you watch maybe either season four or five. So it would have been either Leanne Rhymes or Nick Lachey.
1: I think it was Leanne Rhymes when I watched Okay. Yep.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I think that's we're all caught up. Um so uh If you are new to that entertainment, you should know that on this show, we pick a pop culture topic and discuss it according to the three Fs, first, favorite, and forever. It's our own particular uh, system for putting things in context. And uh, if you're new to the show, you'll figure it out as we go along. I already mentioned uh, that... We'll be talking about the Hulu series, Only Murders in the Building, and we'll be talking about it mostly in terms of uh, the stars of the show, Steve Martin and Martin Short and, uh, and Selena Gomez as well. Um, and yeah, so I think I did, I mentioned this is our Halloween episode, so uh, this isn't, you know, a very scary, it's not a horror show, but it's, it had some scary moments, I think. It, it involved death and, and uh, after all. What do you think, everyone? Do you think this is a good, if anyone hasn't watched the show yet, would it be a good decision, would it be a wise decision to binge it all on Halloween day?
2: I mean, yeah. if you're asking about binging at all, that's, that's for Andre. Yeah,
3: I mean, I did it all in that day and a half, so I think everybody <laughs> should probably do that as well. Okay. <laughs> I can't uh, watch that
1: many at a time. <laughs> Three, yeah. I think Two
0: is okay, three is pushing it. But I think, yeah, Aunt Beth and I are pretty similar. We can watch an entire night of TV, but we have to switch yeah. up the shows that we're
1: watching. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, but before we dive in, I did. Ha- I asked you guys to check out this one article on Vulture from a few weeks ago called Nobody's Happy, Broadcast TV Battles the Streaming Blues as Fall Season Begins. Did you guys have a chance to check this out? I did. Yeah, Andre, you too? Yeah. That's awesome, so this I really caught my attention because uh, it's, it's, you know, it's about the, the changing of the guard between traditional TV to streaming TV. And I thought everyone here might have an opinion about it, so, but we'll, we'll see. So, and let's see. In the first, second, third, fourth. Oops, lost count there. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Okay, yeah, the seventh paragraph I called your attention to where it says, The biggest problem for linear networks is that uh, blah, blah, blah. Their core audience has simply gotten fed up with the trade-offs required to watch their shows in the network ecosystem. And it lists these three things that are supposedly problems of the linear network TV model. But here's my response to these things. And I'll see what your guys' thoughts are as well. So it says 20 minutes of commercial every hour, to which I say, great. Commercials are enjoyable. The need for a one hundred dollar per month cable subscription—it's worth it. And not knowing if this week's episode will be new or a rerun—fine by me. By me, I need a break every once in a while. Um, but I don't know if you guys feel differently or the same. But what, what are your? What's everyone's thoughts?
1: Well, with the com- with the commercials, I mean, if you tape it or whatever you call it now, you don't have to sit through the commercials. This is um,
0: true,
1: I and i was thinking about when i'm much older than you guys when i grew up shows came on in september went through to to may with no reruns and then they showed the reruns in the summer and i did like that just because um it's a pain that like you'll be watching and then sometimes there'll be three shows and then next week it's a, it's a rerun. And so you never know, you know, if it's going to be a new show or not. And that does get kind of frustrating. What was the other besides the, uh,
0: uh it was the like hundred dollars a month for cable subscription. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I don't love that. I mean, I think about two, you guys, also, because of being younger, I mean, when I watched TV, when I grew up, it was free. I mean, you only had about six stations, but I think about what I pay now compared to that, and it's a little bit outrageous, but I guess it depends, you know, if you want it or not. If that's, you know, some people don't have it because they're not big TV fans, but I guess it's it's part of that. So what do you guys think about
2: yeah, so I, I kind of think the article is wrong, but for a different reason, which is um, I do think these things are annoying, but I think that streaming is becoming uh, the same, if not worse than this, um, except instead of paying the, you know, the one big cable boss man, now you're just paying, you know, 10 different companies if you like really want to be up to date on a lot of stuff. And I think that's just like, you know, business interests correcting to make sure the status quo doesn't really change. Um, so I think early on, I, I would have been a big proponent of streaming, but now I think streaming is just adopting all of the negative aspects of, of cable and i i don't know if this article like fairly presents that reality
0: yeah i think i mean it was trying to take like the pulse of the industry um so i think like in that regard it's like people who actually in the industry haven't fully realized what you've just said
2: yeah yeah totally Yeah, I think I think because this article is so from like the industry perspective, um, I'm sure they see, you know, uh, I'm sure they see it this way, but, you know, on the on the flip side of things like. Yeah, I mean, Netflix doesn't want to give up all of the all of the money that cable was making. They're not just going to make it cheaper when Mm -hmm. people have, you know, maybe at the beginning to get people hooked, but. It's just like how, uh, you know, every tech company pulls this, like Uber used to be cheap and now everyone uses Uber instead of taxis. So now Ubers are expensive. Airbnbs are more expensive than hotels. Like it's the same thing, you know, where it's once they have the audience, they, they pull the, uh, you know, the, the rug out.
3: Andre, anything to add? Yeah, so the the twenty minutes commercials. I I don't know. I haven't had cable in eight years, so I haven't watched a commercial outside of like a sporting event in eight years. So that doesn't matter to me. You don't Um, miss them. No, Uh, you
0: can always watch them on YouTube if there's one that everyone's talking about. Yeah, you
3: know, I watch the Super Bowl, so I get all the ads I need for the year. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's enough for the whole year.
3: A hundred dollar cable subscription. Don't have cable so i don't experience that but they do have netflix hulu disney plus prime and apple tv plus so i'm basically paying a hundred dollars a month for streaming already yeah um, and the whole not knowing if next week's episode will be a rerun you can see that on google now so that's not a good argument at all. Uh, that's i can good. see it that on just, what you can google? google the show and it'll tell you what the next episode is so i think you know, maybe there's some good arguments here, but that third one's out. All
0: right, yeah. I think uh, so that's uh, Jeff, Beth, Dom and Andre's tips for keeping sane as we uh, go through this industry shift altogether. <laughs> All right, uh, so is everyone ready to dive into the building?
2: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Okay. I'll uh, uh, go ahead and uh, recite a little intro I have written down here to set the mood, and then we'll really figure everything out. We'll go ahead and solve those murders. Okay, here we go. Here's the thing I don't get. People who worry about podcasting in a big city because of all the crime. As any podcaster will tell you, it's the boondocks you need to wa- worry about. There's mobile hotspots all over the place here. And New York and Pittsburgh and Madison and Hampton podcasters have a special way of communicating. We're packed in tight and stacked on top of each other, like those of us who are discussing only murders in the building in this episode of That's Entertainment. I
1: love it. I love it.
0: I love it. Okay. So... That's uh, Yeah, that's where we're at. And I decided uh, sometimes we do this on That's Entertainment. We have three sections. Sometimes we fold the first two on top of each other to make one super section. And that's what we've done for this episode. So uh, here are the questions we're, we're going to be considering for the uh, for this portion of the show. Um, so what are our earliest memories of Steve Martin and Martin Short, both as individuals and as a duo, or as a part of a larger group that they were both members of? And what are our favorite things they've, uh, they've ever done, particularly when they've been together? Uh, but wait a minute, there is one other star of Only Murders in the Building, so uh, we better answer as well. Uh, what are our earliest and favorite memories of Selena Gomez? And did we ever, Did we think that she would ever team up with these guys? Okay. We'll throw it to our guests first, Uh, Dom and Andre, which uh, do you want to answer at the same time or or who wants to go first?
2: Um, Andre can take the Steve Martin and Martin Short part. uh, I'll take the Selena
0: Gomez part. (laughs) All right, take it away.
3: earliest memory of Steve Martin and Martin Short together, so obviously, the free amigos with our, with our favorite person, Chevy Chase. Um, then you know, Steve Martin on his own, cheaper by the dozen is great. Stole that one from Dom, he told me about that. Uh, I just watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for like the first time all the way through last week, so was great in that. Uh, Martin Short, I don't really remember ever seeing, honestly in many things yes uh fantastic actor and i know that i i've seen him but you know couldn't put my put my finger on exactly what movies i've seen him in so that's that's all right
0: um are you aware that he has been in well you mentioned three amigos but are you aware that he's been in other movies with steve martin
3: um I did know that, but I didn't know which movies, and that's, yeah, he just wasn't, uh, I I think Steve Martin's the more memorable of the two, for me. Um, And Santa Claus, that's the one. He was in the Santa Claus Three, which he was the bad guy. That's a a memorable role for him. Um, Yeah, you know, I think that Three Amigos is a the one that I think is, is my favorite that they've done together. Um, when did, how old were you when you first saw that? Uh, I was probably very young. I'm not sure exactly how old,
0: probably like three or four. Okay. That's a pretty formative experience for you then. Yeah. So would you say that like that shaped your worldview with you, like you'd be a very different person if you hadn't seen it? Um, I, I doubt it. I don't. I don't know that that
3: necessarily shaped anything. Um, <laughs> it was. It was a good movie, though.
0: Okay. So, at the very least, it proved to you from a young age that it was possible to make good movies. Yes. Three Amigos was a
2: flashball memory for
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Dom, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. So. Uh, we, we do actually have pretty close to the same answer about, uh, Steve Martin, uh, and Martin short. Um, but Andre is like slightly more familiar at least, or at least off the bat. Cause I, I looked at, I looked through their filmographies, Steve Martin, definitely cheaper by the dozen. Like I saw that when I was pretty young, that like, that's what I would immediately recognize him from. But I also forgot, um, uh, about the pink panther um for the 2006 pink panther but i think that's like about it martin short i also had the same like i couldn't pinpoint like looking through like these movies like i don't think i've seen any of the movies he's in um but then looking through like all his tv show appearances like especially tv shows from like the last 10 years uh he's in like one off or like a couple, like recurring, you know, a couple episodes of a bunch of shows that I've seen, but just in really small parts, like weeds, how I met your mother, um, unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, uh, modern family. Uh, I think there's some other stuff on here too, but again, I had more of a passing, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, I recognize who that is. Uh, Selena Gomez, I I volunteer, you know, just because this is sort of a very, you know, she was very much in the zeitgeist in my like formative like adolescent years. Um, Was
0: was she emerging when you were like in middle school or or yeah,
2: middle middle school? I think. Um, Okay. When was Wizards of Waverly Place on? I'd say that that was like late
0: two thousands. Okay, so yeah, it
2: was from that spanned me being from middle school into high school. Um, and so even though we didn't, at, we, we didn't have cable. So I actually watched this show probably later when I was in college, but I was like familiar with it. It would be on at people's houses. So I was like very familiar with who Selena Gomez was, she appeared on like the other Disney shows and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I I know she's been sort of in the background in the last, you know, 10 years or so uh but i feel like this is like the first it's really cool to see her emerge sort of as a fully formed adult i mean i don't think she's like much much older than me or we're the same age or something i think Um, she
0: is i think she's my sister's age which would make her 29
2: okay so yeah she's she's a little older than me um but Yeah, uh, but I have very positive memories of Selena Gomez from that time, like she's continued, you know, she hasn't spun out in
0: any major way um, you know, since then either. Yeah, I think when she's in the tabloids it's because she's like getting a kidney transplant and somebody said, some troll said something awful to her. She was, uh, you know,
2: I guess there, there was, you know, she was dating the weekend and then dating Justin Bieber again, which I think seems like a downgrade. Um, but, but that, I feel like that's the only other thing that I've like
0: heard about her uh, recently. I, that made me just think of one time she was on David Letterman, maybe like 10 years ago. And the topic of Bieber came up and uh, see, Letterman said something like that made he did, I made Justin cry or something, and she said that makes two of us or something like that. Like <laughs> somehow it came up. She zinged him and said like and revealed that she made him cry. So, um, yeah, okay. Aunt Beth, let's throw it over to you. What What are your thoughts on all these important topics?
1: Like I don't want to keep saying because I'm older than you but boy I've got a lot more memories so it was probably the early to early 70s and my brother who's Jeff's dad and I were watching he thought it was Johnny Carson I thought it was a summer show but we were watching and we see this new comedian come out and um he says what if people are just tuning in And um, I tell you these jokes that make no sense, and then you just laugh uproariously, is that the word, uproariously, um, at them. And so he he said things like, uh, I opened the refrigerator, and there was a man inside. And like people, everybody in the audience was cracking up, and for some reason, my brother and I thought he was hysterical. I mean, that's all he was doing were these crazy jokes. So we like to say we disco- we discovered Steve Martin, your dad and I, <laughs> so, um, and because that was one of his early earliest appearances, and a lot of people that I knew hadn't heard of him yet. Um, and then he started i read i think it was 76 that he was the first time that he hosted snl
0: mm-hmm.
1: and had since been on i don't know 16 times or something
0: as it's fi- 15 okay alec baldwin's at 16 okay he, he's right behind yeah
1: um but we my brother and i and a, one of my college roommates got to see him live one in the summer i think maybe in atlantic city which was really, really fun. So that's how I, how I really first knew him was by doing stand-up comic comedy before he and then SNL and then his movies. Um so and then I just so I, most of the things I loved were his S N L characters, like wild and crazy guys. Did you guys know that? See him ever see him do that? The what two wild know. and crazy guys? I don't know about that
2: particular bit, but you now that should... n- Now that you're mentioning, I for sure like remember seeing him in like old SNL stuff.
1: Yeah, you should look that up. And then his King Tut. And then I did love him in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, The first time I saw Martin Short was on also on the SNL, uh, the premiere, uh, the season when uh, 1984 was the first time he was on. And he came out as his Ed Grimley character. And I just thought he was fantastic. And that throughout that whole, that season was one of my favorite seasons. And he had many characters. Um, He did the synchronized swimmer. He was Nathan Thurm, Jackie Rogers Jr. But I think my favorite has to be his Jiminy Glick character, where he plays the most uh, inept talk show host. Um, he's obnoxious he's hilarious he inch- I don't know if you guys have seen that they- that was on Comedy Central for a while right he had his own the Jiminy Glick show I think
0: yeah it was um, I think 2003 it premiered
1: and so he would have these he wore this fat suit I don't know if you guys have seen that and he just would interview these most famous people but he'd always get things wrong about them and he was just very insulting but but fabulous. I and So it actually
0: and... it ended in 2003. It began in 2001.
1: Oh, okay. That's a while ago, yeah.
0: And do you and know he's... who he interviewed on the first episode?
1: Who was the first? I don't know.
0: Bill Maher and
1: Chevy Chase. Close. <laughs> Bill Murray.
0: Less close.
1: Okay. Uh, Oh,
2: and Steve Martin. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Catherine Bell and Jag. Pardon me? Was also born on your birthday. Do you
0: think women should be
2: in the military, Steve Martin? Uh, I'm just trying to get back to uh, Catherine Bell. From Jag. Jag. She was born on your birthday. What's Jag? Jag is a wonderful series about military people and Hmm. all the goings and
0: comings Hmm. and goings. But why would you think I would have an opinion on that?
1: Because Catherine Bell was born on your birthday. And then I've since, like, just whenever he's a guest on, he's been on Ellen quite a bit. I think he's one of the funniest people on the planet. So you just, I mean, oh, he just cracked me up. <laughs> um, and then just the, two years ago in September, I got, the, Steve Martin and Martin Short were touring and I got to see them uh, up here in Bangor, Maine. And oh my God, I just can't even put into words. Nobody, I was trying to find people to go. Nobody wanted to go. And I was like, well, I'm still going by my as I went by myself. It was the best show. Oh my God. The two they do things separately. They'd show, you know, some of their own characters. Then they did things together. It was, it was so funny. And I just, but I I just love their interactions with each other. And then I really, I don't know how I first knew about Selena Gomez. I just kind of feel like I always knew about her. But when I remember hearing about this show, I thought it sounded kind of like a crazy collaboration, but she seemed to hold her own with them. So I was, it was fun to see her. I thought she did a great job.
0: Well, the next time, if Steve and Marty are ever touring again, you should uh, call up me and, and my dad and all the rest of the family maybe that could be an occasion for us to to come back up to Maine again
1: i know i think i told your dad after to that you should see if they're touring because you guys would have loved it
0: but yeah. anyway uh maybe we could do a live episode where we recap our our uh, attendance yeah <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, so I'll run through my thoughts on, uh, these topics. So, uh, these two guys are probably two of the most formative of my own comedic sensibilities. I don't remember a time where I didn't know about them. Uh, I used to think Steve Martin was a, uh, one of the original SNL cast members. Uh, I don't think I was the only one to have that misperception. Um, and then you know Martin Martin Short. I I don't know what the first thing I saw him in was. I feel like, but it must have been something when I was fairly young. I know I remember seeing him in Mars Attacks, and that was I was eight when that came out. But and you know, that was a big ensemble cast, and he was probably maybe like tenth build. Um, uh, one thing I don't think we've mentioned yet that the, the two of them did together was uh, Father of the Bride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this character. Uh, with, yeah, with, uh, in which Steve played the father and Martin played not the bride, but the uh, the wedding planner. Um, what kind of accent was he doing? I
1: don't
0: know what it was,
1: it was um, just crazy.
0: Something vaguely European, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, but yeah, I think like they're like the best talk show guest duo out there right now. Like whenever they're, whenever they feel like it, they'll just make the rounds on all four, all the major network talk shows and just do something to, and they've got their comic timing with each other perfectly down. Yeah. Um, uh, In much the same way that you two do, uh, Dom and Andre on your, uh, on Dom and Andre in the morning, you just you know how to do the give and take with each other. You know? I don't know
2: if that's a fair comparison. <laughs> well, but I
0: appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I'm t- pr- primarily talking about the trust between each other. You you know, okay. you're you're willing to go where each other is going. Um. Yeah. Okay. And then Selena. Um. I yeah. So I know her from wizards of waverly place but i didn't watch that as often as i did like hannah montana that was sort of in my regular viewing rotation, but wizards uh, i knew knew about then i liked uh, i started following your music career uh love you like a love song which i think came out in 2011 or 2012
2: yeah I was going to say there are way more Selena Gomez hits than I remembered. I don't think I gave her enough credit, but now I'm looking at looking at the list because there was also Hands to Myself, which is only mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I forgot she was on that. Uh, we don't talk anymore with Charlie Puth. Um, there's a couple of more recent ones that it says like charted that I don't remember.
0: Well, she has one that was recently resurrected for an Olive Garden commercial. Oh. which is uh come and get it this is what you're missing andre but not having cable yeah. The uh, i saw this and beth i saw this while we were on vacation um oh, this summer yeah so this mm-hmm. this was two two months ago that i saw this commercial i'm just sitting here totally unprepared for what's about to happen so this song is maybe like five years old and it's, you know, it's called Come and Get It. It's basically she's addressing someone who she has a fling with, and she's saying, like, hey, and like um, you know, to use the parlance of uh, community, it's uh, BCI, booty call implication. Um, so that, you know, that, that's what the song is about. It's just like uh, a sending a message out to a lover. But here's this Olive Garden commercial, you see these people walking from the parking lot into the through the entrance doors and then you hear the, the banging intro drums and Selena bursts out. When you're ready, come and get it as these shots of breadsticks and pasta fill up the screen and you're like, I just about screamed.
1: <laughs> I think you told me about it because I remember watching it.
0: You know,
2: to sure. me, to me, Olive Garden is um, a similar, a similarly spiritual experience, I think. So yeah. I, it's I totally know. fair.
3: <laughs> Especially when, when it's got the Endless Possible. And, you know, oh, yeah. I
0: know. I love but it. I always miss that because I don't see the commercials for it. <laughs> there you go. Um, there is another, speaking of recent commercials that have repurposed hit songs in, un, in uh, surprising ways, Another commercial that I absolutely love from this year was for an LG washing machine that uses uh, Old Dirty Bastards, Got Your Money, and changes the and uses uh, the Colise part of the song and it goes, Hey, Dirty, Baby, I Got Your Laundry. I'm like, Who from ODB's (laughs) estate allowed this to happen? um yeah so that's uh let I me thought... just tell
1: you some this isn't a trivia question but when i was looking up things up about selena gomez it mentioned her first show that she was on was barney oh,
0: the yeah. dinosaur
1: I was like oh my god <laughs> i probably when the kids were little i probably saw her but i wouldn't remember that at all
0: her and uh demi lovato oh they both were on barney yeah. mm-hmm. I can, that's funny okay um okay so i think uh unless anyone has any other first or favorite thoughts i guess we'll move on to the next segment of our podcast. so before we do the uh forever section we'll usually make room for uh, some trivia questions related to the topic so um Amp, I have uh, a trivia question for you, all. Do Aunt Beth, Dom, and Andre, do you guys have uh, any trivia prepared?
1: I've got one. I do
0: not have one.
3: Okay, but you guys answer? I do
0: not. I, uh, okay. You guys, yes, as Aunt Beth said, you can answer. So, uh, Aunt Beth, what do you have for us?
1: Okay, this one is a, a multiple choice. This is the blank collaboration between Steve Martin and Martin Short. The second, the sixth, the fourth, or the eighth.
0: It's so this counting movies, just movies and TV shows they've been in together.
1: Yeah, I don't or... I didn't really specify, but.
0: Um, well, I'll, I'll, say two, four, six, six or eight. I what would
1: have
2: do also think? said sixth.
0: Andre, Dom, you both say six. Okay. What was it? Did you say the answer? Two four,
1: two, four, six or eight. Did you pick uh, one Jeff?
0: I said eight.
1: Oh, sorry. It's six.
0: Ah, it's six you
1: guys <laughs> six. got it. Nice. And then this, just a quick one. It's true or false. This, the this referring to only murders in the building, is Steve Martin's first regular starring role in a t- television series. True or false?
3: I think that's true. I agree. I think true. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's
1: his first time on That's crazy. TV. I know. It's been in the business since, like, Almost 50 years. We well, first started writing for the Smothers Brothers show. That's what I read in the late 60s. So he's actually been in the business more than 50 years. That's crazy. Sheesh. Okay, go ahead, Jeff.
0: Okay, so this question, it might sound a little esoteric and pretty specific, but um, if you guys happen to have caught what I'm referring to, you might be able to figure it out. So, see how it goes. Um, So when when Steve Martin and Martin Short played the Best Friends Challenge on The Tonight Show in May 2018, what was their answer to the following question? Complete this this sentence. Steve has the world's greatest blank.
1: So Martin would have said that?
0: Well, so they they both write their answers. So Steve writes... What his answer is And then Martin takes a guess And then if their answers match Then they get a point
1: So Steve has the greatest Has the
2: world The world's greatest blank Now I've got a guess but I don't think it's something They could have said on network television
0: (laughs) Um, Well I will I'll give you a hint I'll say That they did not have to censor their answer In any way Okay. Or at least they chose not to (laughs)
1: he has the world's greatest sheesh i can't even think of something to guess is it funny a funny answer
0: i laughed the jimmy (laughs) fallon certainly laughed
2: that's not a high bar
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think this has been like a recurring joke between the two of them so if, if it's happened to have ever caught them saying this, but uh, mm-hmm. so if just uh, maybe just throw out whatever you can think of.
1: I can't even think of anything funny, like it's not like it was a voice or world's greatest voice. Or...
0: Uh, it was a phrase of four words. <laughs> I don't
3: know. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll give you the first two words: collection of. collection of. Yeah, I
3: don't.
2: You, I don't, I'll don't g- know. I'll give that you another. Here.
0: I'll give you another hint. It was something that would have been more common eighty years ago but has been disturbingly making a comeback in recent years.
1: 80 years ago?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So something that was a scourge in the early 40s and has... Stamps. Great green
1: stamps.
0: (laughs) More disturbing than that. (laughs) Think about what was really distressing the world in the 40s war yeah right and who were the combatants
1: oh, oh not nazi- something to do with the is Nazis? it like
2: nazi memorabilia that's it <laughs> oh my god
1: and is he does he really or is it just what, i the think joke that's, that martin short says
0: that's that's like i think that's a running joke between them
1: okay
0: he's forever 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 okay so that's uh the trivia section so now we'll go ahead and if everyone's got their uh um composure gathered we'll go on to the forever section which we take stock of where we are now and look ahead to the future so where we are now is only Murders in the Building Season 1, which recently wrapped up. so And a uh, Season 2 is on the way. What did we think about it overall? Uh, how did it appeal to us as podcasters, since it was a show about people starting a podcast? And, um, yeah, and then, uh, so we'll, we'll answer that, and then we'll do the, the looking ahead to the future part. So, uh, Dom and Andre, what, what were your thoughts on Season 1?
2: Yeah, I mean, so... You know, to preface again, I watched this week to week, I think starting like I think when I started watching uh, only like whatever the starting episodes, I I don't know if they released two or three.
0: I think they released Uh, three at first. Okay. yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think I was watching from the start then because I remember watching the first three and then watching it week to week after that. So uh, whereas Andre watched this uh, because I told him he had to. (laughs) <laughs> uh and watched it in like three days. So uh so we probably have slightly different experiences with this and and my brain is a little bit fuzzier on on some parts of it but um I think it was a really cool experience week to week uh because most of the episodes are so different conceptually and each of them is basically like, uh almost putting you in a completely different premise i thought um some of them quite literally like uh the episode centering around uh theo and uh like the completely silent one and then like others just because you're basing it on information that ends up being totally false um and i I think that was a really awesome ride and it also manages to be like very light while also being very heavy. And I think like the chemistry between the cast like goes really far in that regard. Um, and I don't know if this is, you know, I think one of the biggest discussions around the show has been the generational dynamics, which I thought they were playing Steve Martin and Martin short as kind of older than they were, but I'm, I'm really surprised. They're both like, uh, in their seventies, Steve Martin, 76, which is wild yeah. to me. And wild then the, crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs> but then I think on the other end of that, I think they're playing Selena Gomez as like almost a little younger than she is. I saw someone on Twitter say that it seems like they're playing her as like Gen Z. She's Gen Z like coded. Um, Whereas, uh, like, Martin Short's son in the show is, is kind of coded as, like, more millennial. Um, but, but I really like that dynamic. Um, and I, I really, really want to see what happens next. I, I almost think the second season is going to be uh, more interesting, you know, living in that landscape as opposed to the, the first season. Um, And I also love that it's about podcasting and also a small shout out to when they have their fans and uh, Jabuki is one of their, their fans. I liked seeing him. I don't know if you, you, you're familiar.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know. I know his name. Where have I seen him from? He's like a
2: comedian. He's also just really big on Twitter. Um. So if you've just like heard the name, I, I literally knew him through Twitter before I knew him through anything else. He's also a correspondent on Trevor Noah. That's like his full-time gig right now, I
1: think. And he's one of the ones when they show the different fans like following them and- Yeah, he's
2: like the, the main guy there
0: okay. kind of.
3: Hmm.
0: All right, Andre, what about you? What's your take on things? I,
3: I thought the show was great. Um, you know, the, the main three characters, that chemistry was great. Obviously, Steve Martin and Martin Short um, have been for 40 years, but I think Selena Gomez fit in really well with them. Um, I did really like, uh, Dom mentioned the ages. I like how, how much Martin Short kind of made fun of Steve Martin for being old, but they're <laughs> nearly the same age. They're both in, in their 70s. Um, yeah, I really like the the character development too, from the start to the begin or the end. Um, you know, Steve Martin, they uh, Selena Gomez. His character thought he was lying because he was just quoting his TV show. Uh, we find out that that she knows uh, the guy who was killed, and we, we learn more about. Martin. Spoiler alert! Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um so, uh, and martin short's money problems and how that kind of affects his decision making so i, I really liked that we found out all these things about the characters that they weren't that they were keeping from each other and how that all played out
1: yeah i feel pretty much the same as what you guys both said they really did have great chemistry um it was fun to see the podcast and see tina wait was it tina fey that was the
0: mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. it's
1: fun to see her and some other good people jane lynch that was hilarious when she was his latest oh, yeah. stunt double um my favorite part is just the three the collaboration between the three of them and i would have liked to even see more funny exchanges because that's what i love when steve when uh martin shortens kind of makes fun of steve martin and um and then I, I loved the ending because at that point I didn't realize that it had been renewed. So, um, you know, I thought it had all tied been tied up and then all of a sudden we I'm not saying what happens, but I'm like, oh, good, we're going to see it more. So, um, yeah, I just and everybody that I've talked to, too, is like, oh, I love this show. It's kind of it's fun. It's it's. Even though it's dealing with murder, it's also kind of uplifting in a way. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's, it just seems like a, a fun show. So yeah, I really enjoy it.
0: On that note, I was watching this YouTube video on um, the YouTube channel The Take, and it was like exploring why are women f- fans of true crime? And the mm-hmm. main ans- one of the main answers it had was because they're preparing themselves in case they're potential victims of mm-hmm. uh, of a murder. So in, in that sense, a show like this can be uplifting because it can give you a bit of a how-to guide to survive if you're ever targeted <laughs> by a killer. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Um, what
1: do you think, Jeff?
0: I... I also liked it quite a bit. I thought it got better and better with each episode. And and the one thing I really wanted to highlight, um, as a, as a fellow podcaster was, uh, I, I can relate to the sense of the experience of, uh, mini fame that they experienced. Uh, cause. Andre, yeah, like- Andre sent
2: me a quote today, uh, from the show, uh, Tell that to our 17 subscribers. Yes. Wow, 17. Is that good?
0: (laughs) That's good. Um, right. So like it's, you know, I that's entertainment isn't, you know, it's no Conan O'Brien needs a friend. We're not on the the heads of Mount Podmore, but there are people listening to us, and you know, like so the scenes where their fans were telling them you know when's your next episode we, we gotta hear how the story goes you know like i do have experiences like that my dad will talk to me about the last show or be like oh that's a, a concept you and aunt beth can talk about i also like i've been getting random emails um not quite spam emails but like the next step up like someone recently sent to me is like i represent Uh, a company that places guests on podcasts, would you be willing to have this person on as a guest? These are the topics this person discusses. Let us know Mm -hmm. if we're a good fit for you. And it wasn't a good fit at all. I don't think (laughs) this person had listened to any of that's entertainment, Uh, but it was like somehow we were noticed in some way. Well, it's,
2: I think the show It's so interesting in that regard that it's so of a moment um, in that they made a show about podcasting. They made a show like about true crime where uh, I feel like true crime just coincidentally as the show was coming out became like more of a topic of discussion and more in the zeitgeist than ever. And, um, and I, I think even just, you know, I, I think there was some article, maybe, maybe even like a vulture article, I can't remember, um, that I think was titled something like only murders in the building tells us that we need to like reconnect with our elders more than ever or or something to that effect. And I think like that sense of like, you know, connecting you know selena gomez's character connecting with like martin short and steve steve martin's characters through this feels like very much like the sense of urgency like you know as sort of emerging from the worst of the pandemic like you know this this sort of isolation um that everyone has been feeling but like i think particularly like older
0: people
1: Mm, i like that
0: (laughs) well on that note of emerging and looking ahead uh we have a, a, some questions for us looking to the future so uh would we like to see steve and marty team up with selena again and are there other potential comedian pop star combinations we would like to see happen dom and andre what do you think um i mean i'm
2: for sure ready to see more of the show. Um, And I mean, I'd love to see them do something else together too. I I think I was, you know, I I started watching the show just off an ad because I was so intrigued by the combination. I think like I, you know, I recognize Steve Martin at least and I'm like, Oh, that's Selena Gomez is in a show and she's (laughs) with like Steve Martin. Like what? Um, And yeah, I I like guy, I, desperately need to know i mean i think planting the the bait with like tina Fey's flash forward podcast early in the season was so good and the fact that from the beginning you know there's going to be some you know selena gomez getting getting caught at the end you know from that flash forward there's that kind of funny meta moment where she's like i feel like there's something we haven't i feel like there's some loose end here and it's almost just like looking directly into the camera and being like, oh, yeah, I bet you forgot that this still had to happen. Um, I don't know that I have a funny answer for comedian uh, pop star combos, though. So maybe you I'll have... toss
0: that one to Andre. Do you have a non-funny answer? <laughs> I
2: I feel like being being put on the spot, I think I cannot even name a
0: comedian right now. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see if Andre can take up the baton. Okay.
3: Putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, first of all, would love to see, can't wait for the second season. I forgot about the thing at the end that, that comes back. Uh, like I forgot that I had seen that before. Um, so that it surprised me a second time. Uh, but, hmm. Comedian? God. Hmm. i'd I like can... to see i'd like to see bo burnham do more acting like Ooh. in like a, a tv show but i don't know who i'd want to see him with
2: well you so. know if you want a non-funny answer you could just say bo burnham and phoebe bridgers who i think is you know sort of a pop star in in a sense
0: it, yeah i mean it's, yeah in the sense that uh she has fans, and she makes music. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she wore a skeleton outfit at uh, when she was on SNL. So, uh, <laughs> and it's it's Halloween. It's our Halloween episode, so appropriate all around. Then, And Beth, your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, I definitely want to see the three of them again. I was, and then I was just trying to think of people that I think are so funny as a duo, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler together. And then I was trying to think of a pop star with them. So I thought of like Lady Gaga or something like the three of them in a show or Maya Rudolph and Will Farrell with Harry Styles or something like that. But just some of these these funny, or Will Farrell and Kristen Wiig are really funny together too. And then just throw in some uh, some other pop star. <laughs> But I really like the the combo for the they did a good job for the casting
0: for the Only Murders. Here's my idea. Maybe these three could record an album together. Mm.
1: The three up from the show?
0: Yeah. Steve we know Selena sings and Marty sings and Steve plays the banjo. So.
1: Yeah. He's in a he's got his own band. That's a good idea. Huh. They said, Oh, one of the trivia things said when they, they show him playing the concertina that he's real, that's really him. I don't remember that, but they said that's really him playing. When was he playing the concertina?
0: Was it when uh, he and Amy Ryan were at their windows and they were oh, playing uh, for each other?
1: Yeah, it must have been.
0: Um, so here, here are the other potential team-up ideas, I thought. Um, let me know what you guys think. Billie Eilish and Steve Carell. Ooh. Okay. Because <laughs> there's one of her songs that samples The Office. Oh. Oh. Okay. I feel like Gen Z loves The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the other idea I had was uh, Ariana Grande and Larry David. <laughs> okay. I think that'd be a good sugar and spice combo.
1: She's really funny. She hosted SNL once and she was did some uh, impersonations. Yeah.
0: And
1: it was really good. I could see her on a show. It's just us.
0: Okay. Um, well, that brings us, I guess, to the end of the show. What? Wow. Time just flies by when you're murdering people in the building. Uh, But before we say good night, well, are you going to go ahead and ride right into the promotions and recommendations section? So um, Dom, Andre and Beth, if you've got anything to promote, uh, you can go ahead and do that now. And also uh, you can go ahead and answer the question. Is there anything you'd like to recommend that you can enjoy with your aunts and or nephews? So uh, Dom and Andre, uh, what do you got, um, Andre? You can go first.
3: Well, I would like to recommend only murders in the building. Uh, I think anybody <laughs> can enjoy that. Uh, but other than that, um, geez, what was I was just watching. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Shameless. So I don't, I don't know if I can recommend watching that uh, with, yeah. with nephews, depending on how how old they are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, would you watch that with your aunts? I don't know. I doubt it. Well, maybe you can watch it separately from them and
3: yeah, maybe
0: talk about it later. Yeah, uh, Tom, Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, well, first off, I, of course, want to recommend the movie Dune. Um, I haven't seen it, but uh. I I assume you can watch that with your, your aunts or nephews. Um, I, uh, yeah, Dune. Um, Also, I'd like to recommend our podcast, uh, which you can definitely listen to with your aunt. Um, I don't think my aunt has listened to it, but yeah, Dom and Andre in the morning. It's the show where we watch every single episode of community. We haven't watched one in a while, Um, but I'm sure we'll get around to it. Uh, If you want a podcast that's a little more professional and also probably will actually finish watching all the episodes of Community, uh, I got to recommend You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. And also uh, for for one that's actually almost finished, uh, Advanced Community Studies uh, with our friend Kevin Lanigan is also very good. Um, For non-community related non-podcast things uh something i've actually seen uh something wholesome uh i don't know if you guys have heard of this little show called squid game uh very wholesome very friendly it's just about little playground games (laughs) um i don't know what else i watched recently uh riverdale
1: season five that's getting crazy. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> it's insane. Insane. Well, yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, crazy. Um, I don't think I'm even gonna continue. I got to the point where it's like, oh my god, I don't know. I watched it from the start, but yeah, this last season was
0: nuts. I, I like that it's just embracing going I off think the rails know. completely.
2: I think they know how insane it is. I think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean it's always <laughs> tough for Teen shows that have really buzzy first seasons to keep going on. Yeah. And they've just decided, you know what? This is the only way we could survive. Yeah, it's kind of like a
2: time. they did a time jump for season five, and it's basically yeah. kind of like a reboot.
0: Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> All right, Aunt Beth. What uh what have well, you got?
1: just uh, two. I didn't realize this one shows about a dog and one's about a cat. I haven't watched them yet, but I read about them. There's a movie called Finch on Apple with Tom Hanks who plays an inventor and he builds a robot to care for his pup when he's no longer around. That's on Apple starting November 5th. And then this sounded really good. I saw it listed in one of my great movie theaters but then it's also supposed to be on amazon november 5th it's called the electrical life of lewis wayne has anybody heard about he was a british uh, artist and inventor also too and i guess he he's it's uh, benedict cumberbatch plays him and claire foy is in it and he starts doing this cat art and becomes very famous from that so i definitely am going to watch both of those um,
3: that's
0: That's it. Okay. I'll, as usual, I've got a couple of things I usually uh, promote. Um, Ken Jong, as always, you have a standing invitation to appear as a guest on this show whenever you have time. And you can always check out my uh, blogging on jmoney.com. Uh, and, oh, I'm running, I mentioned the last episode, I believe, I'm running the New York City Marathon on November seventh. If you happen to be in New York, you can cheer me on from the streets, or at, uh, ESPN, ESPN two, I think, will be airing it live. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if you'll see me at all, unless I somehow cruise to the front of the line like superhumanly, because like if I got struck by lightning or something, but. Um, uh if if you if you're if you want you can probably track my uh my uh time online
1: what time so, does that start
0: um i think the i want to say the coverage starts yeah. at 8 a.m there's waves of starting so i'm starting at 9 10 i think and then, oh it's
1: different
0: okay yeah and then it's the faster runners run first and then katie my sister's also running she starts at i think 10 40 Oh. Okay. okay. Um. Oh, and I think I would promote that I'm going to be a guest on your guys' show, but that hasn't happened yet. So it but possibly, oh. potentially, in the future. I'll let
2: I'll let you know when we record it. Also, I I have one more thing I want to plug. I want to plug plug the upcoming Buzz Lightyear movie.
0: Um. Yes. <laughs> Were you involved with it, making it at all? Uh. Yeah. I was. I was the the model for Buzz Lightyear. Actually. Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> you're disney's allowing you to reveal that or or sorry sorry well no they're allowing me to reveal that i was not the model for buzz lightyear i should clarify i was the model for the human that buzz Lightyear was based on
0: okay
2: (laughs) very important distinction but yeah jeff we'll, we'll we'll have you on the pod uh whenever we get around to recording the next episode
0: okay um and one thing I wanted to recommend is the Kids Tonight Show, which is a, a child-run version of the Tonight Show, which is on Peacock. Uh, it's hosted by four kids. One of them is Michael Michelle. What's her last name? Is Harris? She was on Mixed Dish. And another one of the kids is Young Dylan, who has. Uh, oh, I know him. Uh, yeah, he's on a show that's produced by Tyler Perry. And there's he was on them. Ellen. He started he? on
1: Ellen.
0: Yeah. So these kids are like maybe 10 years old or so, thereabouts. And and they're they're hosting their own miniature version of a late night talk show. So that that's on Peacock. That's fun that for the whole family. Nice. Yeah. So Jimmy Fallon was their first guest, and then they've had uh Jojo Siwa and a couple of guys from the roots on since then so i think that they're doing like two episodes every thursday is, is how it's been so far and uh okay and uh if you'd like to leave us a review you can uh do that on your favorite podcast listening application or by heading to rate this podcast.com slash that's entertainment uh and we'll read it on air and uh you can follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, tell a friend if you like us, uh, Dom and Andre. I'd like you guys to tell at least two friends to listen to this episode. Okay, that's, that's the big ask I make that's of your our guests. Assignment. I'm,
2: you know, I'm gonna do it right. No- I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna tell them in advance. Oh, oh. a live on air promotion. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I think this is the first. Yeah, I'm. I'm copying the the Twitter link to uh our our chat right now it's
0: done awesome wow. thank you okay well then i guess all that is left to do are send our reverse greetings i.e goodbyes so I, uh, guests aunt beth
1: i will say what is good night
0: dom and andre Oh, Thank you for what? being on. Uh, do you want to say do you want to say goodbye to our guests to our listeners? Oh yes,
2: I do want to say goodbye. Good goodbye.
0: <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for joining. And, and uh, then I will wrap it up with our signature sign off, which is keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.